welcome to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between Just One More Cupcake and Just One More Kettlebell Swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna shaw Lamb. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Um, if you haven't already, why don't you join us on Patreon? It's a way to support the show and help us do big things in the coming year. I just announced to Daphne one of the things that we're going to do with our Patreon support is we are going to buy a light so we can do some more video. Because <laughs> we know that what you really want to see is our smiling faces. Or I'm my very grunting excited face. for this. Yeah. <laughs> and those lights are very flattering too. Yes. So. We're getting a very flattering light um, so that will look great in our videos for you. So if you want to help support uh, our, our upcoming, uh, hopefully more video content, um, join us on Patreon. You can do that for as little as a do- dollar a month. Go to either justwhenwarepodcast.com and click become a patron at the top of the page. Or you, if you're already in the Patreon world, uh, we're on there, patreon.com slash justwhenwarepodcast. So uh, come help us grow. Uh, today, we are going to talk about a thing that I, affects, I think affects a lot of people, and especially, I say especially women, but I've never been a man, so I don't know. But um, affects a lot of people, which is that a lot of people feel anxious about going to the gym or they don't feel comfortable at the gym. And so that keeps them from going to the gym. Um, And uh, that happens for a number of reasons. We're going to talk about what a bunch of them are. Um, And we're going to basically work through some common gym-related anxieties to try to help you, if being part of a gym is something that you would like to do, try to help you um, find a gym life that feels comfortable and safe for you. Because exercise is meant to lower your stress, not increase it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think all of us who have been to gyms have been in gym situations that were not comfortable and were stressful. So we're going to walk through it. I'm really glad we're talking about this topic because I feel like this is such a real thing. Um, I do think that gym intimidation is, Mm -hmm. it still exists. Although I do feel like a lot of places and a lot of studios and and a lot of gyms, their whole notion is like no gym intimidation and like no judgments. That being said, I can still understand how on a very personal level, a lot of people still do feel intimidated to either A, try a new studio, or B, go into the gym for mm-hmm. so many reasons, which we're going to do a deep dive into today. Yeah. Um, so the first one, and um, this is one that I think, like, it sounds silly when you say it, except I think it affects just about everybody who's mm-hmm. ever, like, joined a gym for the first time or joined a class for the first time is um, the anxiety of not already being skinny Mm -hmm. (laughs) or not already being super muscular. Yeah. Um, Basically, like, the idea that you don't look the part of a gym person. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I can totally understand this completely. Um, And there are a few things that I can say on, like, a a big level Mm -hmm. that... The things like, okay, well, really, at gyms, no one's really paying attention to anyone else besides themselves, and, um, you know, like, here are some tips on how to get comfortable in a gym, which I'll talk about, but, like, doing a deep dive into this um, notion, I can't tell you how many times I do hear people say, I can't join a gym until I get in shape, or I can't come take a class until I lose weight, or I can't come take a class until I get in shape. 
when the whole reason of going to a class is to get in shape. So I totally get like, oh, for a lot of people, it's so out of your comfort zone. Um, maybe your comfort zone is your office, or maybe it's your place of work, or maybe it's your home, or maybe it's your co community that you currently exist in, or maybe it's you doing the thing that you do, whatever it is. It could be your art, your whatever extracurricular you know, activity. And maybe the fitness world is not what you deem to be your world. It's okay. Like, it's okay. And, and, it, and it is for everyone, but I can totally understand where those fears come from yeah then mm. there are I think there are other reasons other than just not being fit or thin that someone might feel like they look like they don't quote-unquote belong in a place and that could have to do with um, your size it could have to do with your the color of your skin it could have to do with maybe you have a physical disability that is um, visible to other people um, and all of those things could can potentially, depending on your environment, can make you feel like other people will look at you and think you don't belong there. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's the like internal work of like, you know, no one's looking at you, like you just have to like fake it till you make it. And that stuff's all true. But there's also, there are really different environments that for you can put sure. yourself in. Exactly. So um, one thing I would suggest is look for gyms that are specifically advertising to people of all shapes, sizes, colors, levels, mm -hmm. and ability abilities. Um, because if they're advertising to you, that's a good sign um, in the first place that mm. like at least they are saying that they want to be inclusive. And that's important. That matters. Yeah. Um, the local YMCA, for example, is probably going to be a lot more diverse than a super expensive boutique studio um, because places that are more affordable attract more kinds of people. Mm -hmm. So if that's important to you, um, look for, uh, you know, your YMCA, your community center, um, uh, you know, is there a gym at your rec, local rec center? Um, you might feel like uh, in a world of more different kinds of people, you might feel like you stick out less. Mm -hmm. um, there are also um, studios that like specifically aim at, um, for example, like people of color. And like, if that is a thing that is intimidating to you about gyms, you feel like you're surrounded by like thin blonde white women. Um, that's intimidating to me, and I am a blonde white woman. <laughs> so like, um, search for the people in the fitness community who are making a space that feels more at home for you. Um, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be allowed in whatever gosh darn space you want, but this is about what feels good to you. And there um, are people who um, are really trying to open up um, what the fitness world looks like and who it is for. Um, so search for those people um, so that so that you feel good when you enter a space. And if you feel bad when you enter a space, don't go to that space. Yeah. And don't also, give them your money. Right. And then also when you do enter a space and say you are worried about people judging you, um, the most of the time the judgment comes from yourself. Like, it, people... It, it is actually very, very rare that other people are so, you know, cruel to actually do something to make you feel less than. And if they do, then by all means, don't be in that environment. Totally. However, just be aware of knowing that the discomfort comes from your own soul and maybe think about where does it come from? Oftentimes childhood. Um, do a deep dive like think about like what it is that's really holding you back from like taking that first step and then I encourage people to be really brave and then find 
the spaces, find the classes that ultimately make you feel the most empowered and the most confident. Yeah. Um, and then also, um, you know, oftentimes we as humans, we, we're way more in our own heads than, <laughs> than necessary. And I remember, you know, one time, uh, you know, a girl, uh, I mean, this happens often, but like a, a girl came and took hit it and it was her first like workout class that she had ever taken. And she was so nervous, but like, had she not told me that, which is fine. Like you can yeah. totally tell people that had she not told me that it's like, I, like I was, she was just like, you know, any other, any other human. So, and I think it is totally fine to, of course, totally fine to either tell, like if you start working out with a trainer or if you start taking a class, like you can let people know if it's your first time there, but just know that the people around you are not necessarily thinking to themselves, oh, I can totally tell that that girl has never been here before. Yeah. And I, I, I feel it too. Like when I step foot into a new studio for the very first time, I totally get those like jittery kind of like nervous feelings. Like I don't know what to expect. Um, and I even think like, do I, you know, look like I belong here? Like all that stuff that, you know, mm-hmm. stems back to middle school for me, elementary school. It comes back up totally. for me as a 33 year old woman. So it's totally normal for that to pop up. To which I say, find the environment that feels the best for you. Find the workout, the person, the the instructor who feels the best for you. And also be brave. Be brave and know that um, no one is actually paying any attention to you. (laughs) Yeah. And something else that I would suggest is, like, um, watch the judgments that you're making about other people inside your own brain when you are in these environments. Because um, often, if we're afraid other people are judging us... um, that is because of the things we think about other people. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, I, if I'm thinking these things about other people, other people must be thinking these things about me. So, like, work on some of the judgments you hear happening within your own brain. Yeah. Um, just try to, like, catch yourself. You don't have to feel, like, you don't have to, like, you know, beat yourself up about it. But, like, if you find yourself judging someone else's body or judging the way they're working out or judging oh their gosh, clothes totally. or any of those things, um, just, like, catch yourself doing it and try to... Uh, reframe that thing. Ooh. One thing that I do, if I find myself feeling like competitive at the gym yeah. and like comparing myself to somebody else, um, I try to s- notice that I'm doing it, take a mental step back, and then say, We're both here for the same reason. Mm-hmm. We're both here to get more awesome. We're on the same team. Yeah, for sure. Because it's so easy to get into that competitive mindset and like, Part of changing how you feel about a space is changing how you're interacting with in your own mind in yeah, that space. That's so important. Um, I have been having some really amazing conversations with Holly, who has been on our podcast Holly before. Toronto. Holly Toronto, who's my coach, and she's a body positive coach and um, can is pretty much a, a brilliant genius when it comes <laughs> to much. this type of work. And um, One of the most profound things, you know, I would say a big aha moment for me, like in the past few years is uh, I would, I'm, I think I'm going to go so far as to say pretty much a hundred percent of the time, our judgments of other people, our judgments of other things and our judgments of other situations are always a direct reflection of how we feel about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So like just small example, like oh, you know, if someone's judging someone's, like, like what they're eating for lunch. Like, Mm -hmm. if someone's eating something and someone thinks to themselves, how could he or she eat that? 
like, oh my god, how could they put that in their bodies? That has nothing to do with that person. No. That is 1,000%. That is 1,000%, like, this person's own um, issues with that. Their own fears, their own insecurities, their own Mm -hmm. thoughts. So, that being said, I know this is, like, a deep psychological dive (laughs) into just, like, you know, how to get step foot into a gym. But just know that if you do go into a gym, and if you do feel judged by someone... It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. I think, you know, most people feel anxiety when they go to a gym or a class for the first time. And the people who aren't feeling anxiety, it's because they've been enough times that they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If you go enough times, you're eventually going to feel comfortable for sure. too. Yeah. Um, that's a thing that comes with time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this next one. Oh, I was also going to say, if you want to hear more about um, wellness for the episode we called Wellness for Everybody um, with Chelsea Burrell. She was a guest um, that we had in episode 127. Um, She talked a lot about um, making wellness spaces welcoming to um, people of all sizes and of all races. We had a great conversation, so check out that episode. I'll link to it in the show notes. And I'll link to our episode with Holly, too, because why not? Yay. Um, The next thing I was going to talk about is related, which is... The fear of not having the quote-unquote right clothes. Mm-hmm. I this love this one. one. <laughs> I know. This is another one where it, like, sounds petty, but it's so real. So like, true, yeah. Yeah. So this one, I think, is so important because, um, and I, I know firsthand, I know firsthand the way the industry has gone when it comes to workout apparel. I'm on the it's forefront of it. It's not regular apparel. It's not regular apparel. <laughs> And now there are big, major brands out there. And then other major brands are following suits, and places like Old Navy and Gab are also creating cute, trendy athleisure wear. Like, before, it used to be, like, just wear a sports bra and a tank top and shorts or, like, pants. They weren't even leggings back in the day. I remember back in the day I had, like... Workout pants, pants that I believe flared out at oh, the Oh, yeah, bottom, for sure. Right? I like, bottom dance oh, pants. Oh, like, like dance pants, right? Yes. Like, that was our world. And then now it's like a fashion show every time we go to the gym. 100%. And here's what I have to say about that. For the most, in all honesty, wear whatever makes you feel the most comfortable. There are certain things that I do recommend from a safety perspective. Like, if you're working out in a gym, wear shoes, maybe sneakers, you know, um, uh, maybe don't wear denim shorts. <laughs> and this is just from a purely functional standpoint. Safety and comfort. Yeah, yeah. like wear sneakers. Like don't wear loafers to the gym. Um, don't be barefoot in a gym that requires you to be in shoes. It was a yoga studio, totally different story. But ultimately, at the like if you're running, like please wear a sports bra. It's better for your back, right? Mm-hmm. So th- these are like purely functional things. When it comes to like what to work out in wear whatever makes you feel the most comfortable. Like, wear whatever makes you feel good. And it doesn't, even if it doesn't look good. So this is, like, something that I've spoken about before. Like, when I go for my outdoor runs, like, I don't work out in the same clothes that I wear as my athleisure wear. Like, I'm saving those for, you know, when I'm walking around or when I'm training clients. Like, when I run, I love this, like, this baggy shirt I got for free at a 10k <laughs> yeah. five years ago. It is my favorite running shirt. It is so comfortable and it wicks away sweat better than anything. Um, when I run I love wearing like like shorts, you know? Like I don't mm-hmm. wear leggings to run in. 
I, I think that ultimately, at the end of the day, this kind of stems back to, you know, no one, if, if someone is judging what you're wearing, once again, it's a reflection of their own judgments on themselves. Um, but ultimately, wearing something that, yes, makes you feel good from a functional standpoint, um, but also, like that being said, I also do have a set of workout clothes that I love to take class in. Totally, <laughs> because well, classes, it's like say. that's like a different story, right? Is it's like, like I have outfits I take class in, I have outfits I run in, then I have outfits that I wear when I'm just working out in my apartment building gym on my own. So, because when I take a class, and I'm not talking about when I'm teaching in class, but when I'm taking a class, I kind of like to turn it on a little bit. I well, like to feel say. good that, and feel um, my best because I know I'm going to be surrounded by all these people and I want to feel confident going in. So that, that's something too. Like, obviously, wear whatever you want. That being said, this whole question was about um, feeling uncomfortable based on what you're wearing. And like you said, I think like feeling like you look the part is a huge confidence boost. Mm-hmm. And um, it doesn't have to be expensive. Right. Um, That's something so, that we should totally stress. So if you like, you're not going to look exactly like everyone else the first time you go anywhere because you haven't been there yet. So you don't know. So the first time you're going to have to sort of just like take some deep breaths and be like, whatever I wear is going to be fine. It might feel awkward. It's okay. It's just for today. Then once you get a sense of like sort of what people tend to wear, what kinds of things, um, my suggestion is treat yourself to one workout outfit that you think looks really cool and like makes you feel awesome. Um, We've talked before about uh, like places to get workout gear that are inexpensive. You just mentioned Old Navy, Mm -hmm. which is a great option. Target has really cute stuff now. Um, Really cute stuff. Places like Marshalls. Always have oh, stuff and like then I'm um, just sporting goods stores. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah, you can get all the major brands for super cheap at like yeah. Dick's Sporting Goods and Models. So um, sometimes stuff like Nordstrom Rack too. Yeah, will Nordstrom have, Rack is really um, good. Like fancy brands for cheap. Gap. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Gap often has sales on their athletic stuff. Big and sales, it's great. yeah. Um, so get like as part of your sort of like motivation to yourself to go to this new gym or this new class or whatever. Um, it's totally fine to have an outfit that's like your, like you said, like you're going to class, turn yeah. it on a little bit outfit. Yeah. Um, that makes you feel awesome because if you feel awesome when you go to this exercise experience, you're going to want to go more often. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Um, you don't have to get five unique outfits. Um, no one is going to notice if you wear the same thing. No um, one notices. No one notices <laughs> or cares. Um, the great thing about workout stuff is it dries fast. So if you have it to dries, like wash yeah. it in the sink and hang it up, it's going to be dried by tomorrow. Um, so start with one and then I like to sort of build from there as a reward for sticking with it. Mm-hmm. So like I never buy like five workout outfits at once. I have like one and then I actually, um, my health insurance gives me rewards for like meeting my step goals mm-hmm. and they give it to me in Amazon credit. Oh, nice. So my like uh, thing for myself is I use my Amazon credit from my health insurance to buy workout clothes. Which health insurance are you? Um, Oscar. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. I love that. Um, so. Uh, I might need to switch to Oscar. <laughs> we're not sponsored by Oscar. Um, <laughs> yes. But only because they haven't asked. Um, <laughs> so it, buying new stuff can sort of be like your reward for sticking with it. Um, and it can also be a way to make sure you don't buy a bunch of clothes that then you're never going to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's okay to get cute stuff. It, yeah, exactly. Want. That's a, that's another thing, too. It. Yeah. I, I think that also feeling okay, like treating yourself to clothes that you deem to be cute. Mm-hmm. You know, clothes that you deem to be 
um, things that make you feel good when you step foot inside a gym or workout class. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Next anxiety. Not knowing what to do. This is a big one. I (laughs) totally interrupted you. No, that's okay. Not knowing what to do. Sorry. Walk walk into the gym and you're like ready. You've got your clothes on and stuff. And then you like look around and you're like, I guess, I guess I'll walk over here and like do some crunches. Yeah. Let me set up the scenario. It's 7 p.m. on a Tuesday night. The gym is packed. Yeah. You, if you've worked a full day, you get to your gym and you step onto the gym floor and you see every machine is taken. Every treadmill is taken, which is always horrifying when people see that because that's the first thing that people will do. Um, You see the weight room is packed and you don't know what the heck to do. Or, different scenario, you go to the gym and it's not packed and you still Still don't know what to do. do. Um, So, I personally, totally, I still feel this sometimes. Like, sometimes I still step foot and I was like, and, and I'll be like, what, what was my plan today? Right. Like I programmed for everyone else, and I, I didn't know, program for yeah, me. And I'm like, oh, where do I go? And then I even think to myself, okay, you're a trainer. Look like you know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, like I even have to tell myself that. Yeah, and I create this like false reality in my head, like, oh, everyone's looking at me because I, no one's looking at me because I know I'm a trainer, so they're watching my workout. No one's watching my workout. No one cares. So, um, this is a real anxiety. Um, this is something I help a lot of people with. Because I think when it comes to a lot of gym anxiety, a lot of it stems from um, a certain fear of, like, stepping foot into a space and looking lost. Yeah. And looking lost. No one wants to look dumb. No one wants to look dumb. Exactly. I so get it. For sure. And here is, like, something you and I have talked about. Coming up with your game plan beforehand. It's amazing what happens when you come up with your game plan for... Um, what you plan to do when you go to the gym and then coming up with a plan B so that when you get there and it is prime time on a Tuesday on January 7th, you are not shocked that every single thing is full and you just turn around and leave. That way we prevent that from happening. So my recommendation for this is to start to play around with program planning. Play around with program planning in the sense that you don't have to be a personal trainer to decide what it is your goal is for that day. You might even say to yourself, oh, today's cardio. Like, I want to do 10 minutes on the stairs and then 10 minutes on the bike, and then I want to finish with 10 minutes on the treadmill. Cool. All right, big deep breath, and walk to an empty stair machine and just get started. That's that's what I recommend. Or, like, okay, I'm going to warm up on the treadmill for five minutes, and then I'm going to bravely go into the weight room. I'm going to find a little area. I'm going to gather some 10-pound dumbbells, and I'm going to do this workout that is either on my phone or written on an index card. I carry things on an index card. Um, so coming up with a game plan, and it is even so helpful to then just step into the gym and just pretend like you don't see anyone else, and then you just do your thing. You look really confident, and this also starts to build your comfort in the gym to the point where eventually, maybe eventually, because even it still pops up for me too <laughs> when I'm like, ah, oh, crap, what was I supposed to do today? Um, uh, the feeling dulls, you know, the feeling yeah. of like kind of like that nervousness, it goes away. The way that I handle this is um, I almost always know what I want to do before I walk into the gym. So when I'm looking at like planning my workouts for the whole week, I decide which days I want to do which kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, okay, on Monday I'm going to do strength, on Tuesday I'm going to do yoga, on Thursday I'm going to do another strength, and on Saturday I am going to do cardio. Um, 
And then before I go into a strength workout, I use post-its. Um, so I'll write down on my post-it and I usually use the same format because uh, you and I often talk about stuff beforehand. So I usually write warm up on the top of my post-it and that I'll do on either the treadmill or the bike, depending on how I'm feeling. And then I write down um, three sets of three exercises. And for each one of those sets, the first exercise I write down is going to be some sort of lower body thing. Mm -hmm. So I'll like fill in that slot first. I'll be like, okay, what are going to be my three lower body exercises? Maybe I'm going to do squats, lunges, and bridges. Cool. Then my second slot, I'm going to have be a core or back thing. So I'll be like, okay, in my second slot for each of those three things, I'm going to do like planks, um, side planks, and uh, rows. Mm -hmm. And then my third one is going to be an upper body thing. So I'll be like, all right, for my third one in each category, I'll do bicep curls with shoulder press, I'll do some tricep kickbacks, and I'll do some push-ups. Mm -hmm. Boom. Like, there's my workout. There it is, I do yeah. each set of three, three times through before moving on to the next one. Um, at the start of each, um, like, set of three, I'll look at what equipment I need for that whole set and just get those things gathered by me so mm -hmm. that I have them but I'm not like keeping stuff for you know 45 minutes that I'm not actually using most of the time. Um, and then I return it at the end of my little set of three, which also gives me a break, which mm -hmm. I like. Um, and uh, in terms of like finding a spot to do it, I think a thing that can often be intimidating for women who are strength training at gyms is that weight rooms often feel like very male dominated spaces. But let me tell you something men at the gym are afraid of you. <laughs> so true. If you're a lady, men at the gym, most of the time, are not going to talk to you at all. Yeah. Because they are afraid of you. Um, and so if you just sort of, if you can put aside your fear about not belonging in that space, no one's going to get up in your space because they are afraid. Um, I... I spend a lot of time in the weight room coming up with stuff I would say if some guy, like, came over and said anything to me. Uh -huh. No one ever has, and I've been at my gym for 10 years. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, claim that space. And I especially like it if there's, like, one other woman in the weight room. I feel, like, way better. Yeah. Um, so be that woman for somebody else. Yeah, totally. Be that woman for somebody else. And I also feel like um, when it comes to there is something really empowering too. like if, if it is a space that has intimidated you and then you do that first workout in that space whether it's a class or the weight room it's really empowering mm -hmm. and then you feel like okay I've done it once now I can do it forever mm -hmm. um, and also another little trick is if there's a studio in the gym that's not in use generally for the most part you can always go in there yeah and you I can did my whole strength like, workout in yeah, the group fitness studio it's the amazing other day. and like there I doubt there's anyone else in there like yeah. maybe one other one couple other people then you can do a whole little workout on your own mm -hmm. and then my advice for when the gym is like legitimately crazy and every single machine is taken and every single and your, your like plans are derailed because you wanted to warm up for 10 minutes on a treadmill but now all the treadmills are taken so it's like oh well screw it I'm just gonna leave Find a nook. Find somewhere. Uh, within an entire gym, there will be space for you to do uh, some jumping jacks and some high knees and some butt kickers. So you at least look like you're warming up, you know, and yeah. you are. And then you will start to ground yourself. You'll kind of get the lay of the land. And then you can see when someone gets off a treadmill and then you can go and claim it. Yeah. So. Oftentimes gyms will have either yoga mats that you can use or other like yoga mat sized mats that you can use to sort of like claim a little space for yourself um 
so that even if you're like wedged in a corner next to a machine, you at least have that amount of space to do body weight mm-hmm. exercises and your trip to the gym wasn't a waste. Yeah. Yeah. Like Stuart, my husband, he went down to our building gym a few, it was actually before Christmas and, um, he came back upstairs and he said it was like the most packed he had ever seen our building gym. And he said that he essentially just took one of the mats and he found himself like a nook, yeah. <laughs> like in between mm-hmm. two machines. And he pretty much was there for the vast majority of the workout and then keeping his eyes open for when things freed up. But, um, it's okay to do that. And I totally understand being like really overwhelmed. I think for me, I have the, um, the most packed, I have ever seen a gym was during her blizzard Jonas. Do you remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the reason why I remember this so vividly is because I was supposed to have my like party that yes. day, like my engagement, Your engagement party. party. And um, it was canceled because of the blizzard. So I remember I was like angrily working out. I was like, screw you Jonas. <laughs> and then I was in my gym and I was like, this Who is insane. People? I was like, this is, this must be like a few hundred people in here. Anywho. Um, so not knowing what to do, have a game plan beforehand, and if the plan gets derailed, just find a corner, do some jumping jacks until you can reground yourself. Totally. <laughs> oh, and so I write down all my stuff on a post-it note, oh, and then yeah. I put the post-it note on my water yes. bottle. And so I do the same thing. So I, I've talked before about how I actually don't really carry a phone around mm-hmm. with me, and I don't think, I think that it's good to not be on your phone. And when you do have a program you're planning on doing, don't write it down in the notes of your phone because to check it, then you have to check your phone, which means you'll someone's see. Someone's texted you. Which means someone's texted you. Which means, email came yeah, in. or which means like by default you're gonna like check something on Insta or you're gonna see an email notification. So I do have my phone with me now when I go to the gym because I just got AirPods, so I'm like really happy about having like Bluetooth or um, mm. wireless headphones. So that's been fun, uh, but. I write my program down on an index card, yeah. which I just carry with me. I should just do a post-it note so I can do it on my water bottle. Mental note to self, Daphne, buy some <laughs> post-it notes. So, uh, yeah, write it down. Then you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing people often have anxiety about is not knowing how to do exercises correctly. I love this one. But we have so much support for you. Yeah, okay, so this is such a good one. Um, then people worry about, okay, I've made it to the gym, I've planned my workout, what if people are watching me and they think I'm doing something totally wrong? Yeah. So, you wrote down a great tip here, Joanna. Form videos. Form videos. And we also have an episode on form. So yeah. listen to that episode. And we've linked, like, basically every episode where we've talked about an exercise, I link to good videos of how to do the form correctly. Mm-hmm. And, like, YouTube is great because if you do have your phone at the gym and you freak out about, like, uh-oh, I was going to do this and now I forget if my knees are supposed to point forward or yeah. to the side or whatever. Reference. Just look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, like, <laughs> don't pick one that looks like it's a crazy person, but there are a bunch from Livestrong that are really great. Like, if it's from a reputable place, um, that's a great way to just, like, see on someone else's body how it works. Yeah, you can literally Google how to do a lat pull-down. And yeah. you can get some really great videos on uh, on proper and appropriate form on how to do these exercises. Definitely listen to our episode on form because we cover amazing basics for the vast majority of exercises on that. And then um, uh, the last thing I was going to say was when it comes to form... Oh, so... Yeah, like there are 
There are actually pieces of equipment, like machines at the gym that sometimes if I enter a new gym space, I'll be like, oh, this is new. (laughs) And I'll be like, uh, interesting, you know, um, example, the Jacob's Ladder. What is that? I know, I know. So it's it, it it looks like a mountain with like bars on it that just go, and you just climb on your hands. Oh, and it's like a like a ladder treadmill kind it's like of. A, it's exactly like a ladder Whoa. treadmill. Do you know that's the best description I've ever heard of the Jacob's ladder? <laughs> so um, I wanted to start doing the Jacob's ladder, but I was like, I've never done this before, and I'm a trainer. Like I should know how to do this. So I literally had to pull out my phone and just. YouTube and Google. Yeah. Okay. How the heck do I do a Jacob's Ladder? And I did it. And I was like, okay. And I got on the Jacob's Ladder. And you have to, like, strap something around your waist, too. Like, it's really crazy. And I started it. And I was like, I I even wanted to, like, I didn't even, I was like, how do I even program this? Yeah. It's a big thing. Um, And I got on it. And I was like, okay, this is how you do it. There are all these things out there that are, like, new and not in every single gym. Like, a Versa climber. It's, um, yeah, I know. I'm, like, saying things that people are like, you're speaking in German. So, (laughs) so. Versa climber. um, Yeah. (laughs) So, another thing, too, is a lot of times people worry. Here's another thing. In addition to form, oftentimes I hear people tell me that they don't know how to adjust benches and they don't know how to adjust, like, cable pulleys and stuff and two things you can for sure check that on like youtube or google it um the second thing is just just take a hot second look at the machine use your brain (laughs) like i have to do that too like sometimes if i'm in a new gym space or if i'm training a client in their building gym and it's just different i have to take a second i have to look at it and be like how do i adjust you how do I change the seat? And I'll be like, okay, there's the lever. There's, and then I, and then I figure it out. I still feel this way mm-hmm. when I'm in a new space. Um, and then you can always ask someone. Yeah. You can always ask someone. So when it comes to form and like figuring out gym equipment and then doing things properly on said gym equipment, um, do all the things, you know, Ch- check yourself in a mirror is always a really good one, too. Totally. Because it's hard to feel if you're doing it right. Yeah. And then it's much you, easier if you can look. Exactly. And then listen to our form episode because we go over everything you should be looking for in pretty much every type of exercise. Speaking specifically about equipment and, like, being worried about not knowing how equipment works, um, one thing that you have told me is, like, you basically don't need most of it. Like, just yeah. about almost everything that you would use equipment for, you can do without yeah. the machine. For sure. Um, just as well, if not better. Um, so if you're intimidated by figuring out how all the levers and weights and all that yeah, stuff don't work, use them. Don't use them. You yeah, don't need them. Don't use them. I always, and I say this often too, gyms have only existed in the last maybe like 30 years or so. What were people doing before then? Yeah. You know? People, yeah, of course, like, we know kettlebells and dumbbells existed. Like, we know that goes back in time in, like, Russian history. Or, no, maybe you didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that (laughs) until, you know, a few years ago. But, um, body weight. Yeah. Yeah. There, There are literally tens of thousands of exercises you could do just body weight. Mm-hmm. I train clients just body weight. Totally. Like, sometimes I train someone in a living room, and that's all they have. And, you know, my hit it classes, for the longest time, no equipment. We were in Central Park. Body weight is great, and if you, also with body weight, you have kind of, like, a little bit less of a risk of hurting yourself if you don't know what you're doing. Not to say there's a higher risk if you have 
equipment because if you're doing stuff if you're doing moves properly you should be fine kind of like regardless but um if you don't know how to work something if you don't know how to do a cable pulley situation if you don't know how to adjust a bench don't use them um one thing this made me think of was before I went to my first spin class, one of the things that was really intimidating was adjusting the bike. Um, and so I just Googled, how do you set up a spin bike? Yeah. And it turns out it was much easier than I yeah. thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, you basically, like, adjust the seat to be the right height. And the seats have, at least at my gym, they have, like, letters on them. So once I knew what my, like, setting was, then it's easier the next time. Yeah, then every time you just keep it at that same. For right. me, it's, like, letter D. Mm. <laughs> Mine is G on my oh. bikes. Well, maybe um, we have different bikes then. Probably. We're about yeah, the we're same height. height. Um, and then it was like the distance between the um, handlebars and the front of your seat should be about the distance between the tips of your fingers and your elbow. Mm-hmm. So I just like check that out each yeah. time. And then um, as far as like how high the handlebars are, um, for a while I just didn't mess with that at all. I just like used whatever the mm-hmm. bike had previously been set yeah. to. And then I eventually realized, oh, I actually kind of like my handlebars a little bit higher because then I'm not putting so much weight on my shoulders and arms. Um, So I just looked it up beforehand and then tried it, and it worked fine. Yeah, and then memorized the settings. Right. That way you just know every time. And then this morning when I went to class, the woman next to me was like, oh, like, how did you adjust? Mm. Like, what did you do? And then I could, I was like, I'm not an expert, but here's what I know. Yeah. that was enough. That's really nice. And and yeah, help, help help a sister out. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, it's like when it comes to, uh, I even when I go and I take a spin class, mm-hmm. like I go to swerve occasionally, I still every time I walk in now I raise my hand. I'm like, I need help with the bike, <laughs> and they set it up for me every time. And I, I need to make a mental note to just like memorize my gym settings, but I'm just or my bike settings, but I'm just kind of like, Meh. someone's here, like they yeah. can do this, like this is their job. Totally. So um, embrace yeah, it. Embrace it. The last thing I wanted to talk about is, like, everything we've talked about so far, um, a lot of the things, like, come from inside, but it is true that, like, sometimes gyms can be places where you get harassed, um, or even just where people talk to you when you want to be by yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think this is especially something that women worry about, because women get harassed and talked to when they aren't interested all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, the first thing I would say is, like... Um, if something, if someone says something to you at the gym that makes you uncomfortable, definitely report it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's an employee of the gym. Um, I mean, in that case, it's like, you know, completely unacceptable. Yeah. It's unacceptable no matter what. But it's especially unacceptable if the person is an employee. Um, so report it. If if the gym doesn't know about it, it's hard for them to help you. Um, also, uh, headphones. Yeah. <laughs> I just always wear headphones. And um, maybe people are trying to talk to me and I don't know because yeah. I don't hear them. Um, uh, you know, I, I think every woman has also been asked to take out her headphones to talk to some dude who just wants to hit on them, whether it's in the gym or on the street. Um, I just, like, pretend it's, uh, like, when I get a, a call from, like, a marketing, like, a marketing call where as soon as I know what it is, I hang up. So, but I try to do that in person where as soon as I know what's, as soon as I realize that someone's just like hitting on me or, uh, you know, getting up in my space, I'm just like, I have to go work out now. And I put my headphones in and I leave. Yeah. Um, so those are some strategies I use. Mm -hmm. Um, I have found at least at my gym, this was, has not been an issue 
even though I feared it would be an issue. Um, but it is a real issue. Um, so uh, that's another thing where like the environment of the gym is probably going to make a big difference. Um, if it's a gym that's like all about being sexy and they're sort of like encouraging people to hit on each other, like maybe that's not a great environment for you if that doesn't make you comfortable. Yeah, if that's not what you two are looking for. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. You know, I've worked in gym environments for a really long time and I've experienced, um, you know, the, the polar opposite ends of the spectrum. So, like, one end of the spectrum is, like, it's an amazing place where everyone, like, knows everyone, and, and it is a social place, and it does feel like a community. Um, you know, I've also had, like, other experiences happen, and they happened to me when I was a little younger, mm-hmm. that, like, thinking about it now, I probably should have, like, pursued some type of legal action, <laughs> you know, like, thinking yeah. about it now. Um, for the most part... Uh, I, I would say, like, for the most part in, like, this day and age, like, gyms or, or like, my experiences, uh, like, they are very, like, safe, friendly places, which for the most part, people are oftentimes just focused on their own things and, like, their own workouts. And um, and I, I feel like, if anything, gyms are almost kind of, like, wanting it to be a little bit more of a community feel because it does feel, like, very individual, hence, like, group fitness classes and mm-hmm. all that. But... I, you know, in terms of, like, what, and this might be, like, a very completely separate, like, episode at one point in time, but, yeah, you know, like, the harassment that, like, did happen when I was 23, I was a trainer at the time, and, you know, it's, I think at the end of the day, knowing that, for the most part, like, people are very friendly and not everyone's hitting on you all the time. Like, and, and maybe someone is just being friendly. Um, and I remember I worked at the gym as a front desk girl, like, you know, the first few months and I was very friendly and people thought I was hitting on them, but I wasn't like I was being friendly and, you know, so I can see how like one might think like, Oh, he's hitting on me, but like it's, he's not actually, maybe he is just, supposed to say hello to everyone within five feet like we were actually trained to do that right right hospitality so that being said um uh circling it all back in uh, you know for the most part I feel like these are like very safe spaces in which like thankfully it doesn't happen you know too much (laughs) too often but when it does like you know, for sure say something. And when it does, uh, definitely see if maybe there's like a better fit from an environmental standpoint. Yeah. So, um, this is another place where, um, diversity of your gym can really help you out Yeah. because, um, like my gym has a lot of age diversity, which makes it feel a lot less scary to me because like, you know, I'm less worried about getting into an awkward situation with a younger dude when, like, 50% of my gym is old Jewish ladies. Right, right, <laughs> like just, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, you know, it's a different vibe. Yeah. And then, like, and then, you know, you think I've, I've been a trainer now for almost 12 years, and I, re- and I, I do want to specify, like, when I kind of am loosely alluding to, like, oh, you know, stuff that I probably should have reported when I was 23, mm. that could have been in any, like, that that actually had nothing to do with the gym. Like, that could have literally I mean, that been, the thing, like, yeah, that could have literally women been. Women experience in, harassment everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I, yeah, and I just want to, like, state, like, I, also, I don't nowadays, but, like, yeah. I, I, I love men. I think men are amazing. Like, this is not an anti, like, man, like, No, but also thing. men don't talk to women at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're going to take like, a lesson from this. Yeah, like, I have a lot of guy friends who are at the gym, and, and for me, and I guess maybe it's a little different because I do work in so many, like, gym and group fitness spaces, so it's, like, I do love the social aspect of it. I do think, though, that, and then I, and I hear from girls, too, like, they, they sometimes, like, do want to meet people, like, and they, you know, whether or not that's at the gym, actually, no, I've, I've heard this from a few people, like, you know, like, I've had a couple of people come up to me after I've taught classes, and they've been like, is that guy single? Like, do you know? So it <laughs> happens, like, it's a real thing, and I think that, <laughs> I think that just across the board, when working out, I do not want to stigmatize, like, gyms to be, like, these places that potentially, like, don't feel safe for women because, like, 99.9% of the time, they're amazing, you it's know? No worse than it's, like, down it's the just street. a community. No worse than walking down the street. And going back to everything, like, we had said, if, you know, keep it, keep just keep to yourself if this is something you are worried about and then of course if something does pop up for sure say something so. and if there is someone that you want to hit on at the gym give them a give them an out don't <laughs> yeah. so like you know if I'm trying to pick up Daphne at the gym I'm gonna wait until she is done with her workout right I'm right. gonna walk up I'm gonna introduce myself yeah. maybe I'll make some small talk and then I will leave right right <laughs> right yeah or I'll like you know, if I want to give you my number, I'll give you my number, and I then know. I will leave. It's so I'm funny. I'm not going like, to trap this, you in a corner. Totally. This world of, like, dating in the gym, it's interesting. And, and like like I said, you know, I have... <laughs> and if they don't call you, if Daphne doesn't call me, if, I'm going to let it go. Yeah, exactly. So, for the most part, gyms are happy places. Um, but if it's ever not a happy place... If any situation you're ever in is, like, not a happy situation... It's okay. To if you see something, say something. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope that these um, topics have helped you if you suffer from gym anxiety. Um, if you have other questions about gym anxiety, uh, let us know. We would love to talk about them. Um, and we hope that you find a, a gym or a studio that feels um, healthy and happy and comfortable for you because uh, exercise should lower our stress, not increase it. Thanks, Daphne. Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shawflam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, help subscribing, and to join us on Patreon, go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at justonemorepod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.